It's Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. Rabbi Mayer Yedid is with us live via telephone. Uh, Rabbi Yedid is a renowned educator, sought-after speaker, rabbi of Brooklyn's large and thriving congregation, Shari Zion, and author of the popular work, The Power of Tranquility. In this brand-new book, The Power of Chinuch, Rabbi Yedid combines his vast knowledge of Torah with his profound understanding of children and the adults tasked to raise them. His guidance is warm, practical, and firmly sourced in the Torah's eternal wisdom. The book is available now at artscroll.com. Again, go to artscroll.com. The book is entitled The Power of Chinuch. You know the rule when you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. Artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. Rabbi Mayer, you did. The Power of Chinuch, illuminating the Torah path to raising great people. Rabbi, you did a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Pleasure to be here with you today. On page 58 of the book, you write, David HaMelech compared children to saplings. Banecha kishtilei zeitim. Your children are like saplings of olive trees. He says that in Tehillim. When a tree is young, it's still flexible enough that if it's not growing correctly, you could bend it back into shape. Once it, get older, once it gets older, it thickens and hardens, and it's hard to bend it even in the slightest. Uh, when one is raising their children, Rabbi Yedid, I think this is an extremely important thing to keep in mind. Sometimes things aren't going well and people give up hope, but David HaMelech himself tells us that children have plenty of hope within them, correct? Absolutely. Hope is... Uh... One of the keys to success in life, in anything that we do. You know, the, the Miraglim, that was their, uh, their, their sin was they didn't have hope in others, in the right. Jewish people. Right. And when you lose hope in somebody else, then you have very little ability to help them. Am I right, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but am I right that it's much easier to write about tranquility than about Chinuch? I, I would suspect this is one of the more difficult topics to address. It, it, it's, a, it's a much more sensitive topic because, you know, one mistake uh, can obviously have detrimental results. But, uh, you know, the Chavot Lavot says that uh, we should never be afraid to try something and try to do something good, even if there's a little bit of risk. So I guess we do the best that we can. Uh, most, a lot of Chinuch conversations that we have in our community, in, in all parts of the community, have to deal with our schools, our rabbeim, and our teachers, it seems to a degree that that's not your focus with this book. You really are looking to parents to do their primary job, to do it well, and not to assume that others will be responsible to do it. I think that's absolutely correct. Uh, The book is definitely useful for anyone, whether it's a person dealing with students or even with employees, or with friends, because it's really all about Chinuch. Anytime you want to help another person and you're trying to either teach them something or, or give them, a, a, a open their eyes to something, that's called Chinuch. So really, it's, and anytime you want to give over, it's Chinuch. But yes, primarily, the greatest achrayut, uh, responsibility of Chinuch, is on the parents. Of course, the school is a partner. But the, but the parents are the ones who are responsible. Uh, half of the book talks about love. Half of the book addresses whether a child feels loved, how one needs to project their love as a parent to a child. Um, 
it, it, it's it's pretty amazing that you know one of the things that that unfortunately is missing from so many parent-child relationships is the greatest key. I think I think you'd say greatest. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Is the greatest key to raising children and and seeing them succeed. It really is. You just made a great point, Nachama. You know, every parent, every normal parent, loves their children to no end. Right. That's not, you know, that's not something we have to learn to love our children. And I think it's one of the biggest mistakes that we make when it comes to love. That, you know, we say to ourselves, "Of course we love our children." You know, let's let's move on to the next subject. Yeah. So why would we have to write a, a you know, essays and essays about love when it's just obvious? And and the answer is that. Having love for somebody and having them know that you love them is quite a different story. You can love someone, but they don't really feel that. They don't know that. And if that's missing, if we don't know how to project that love in the right way, and we don't talk to them the right way, and we don't deal with them the right way, then even though we do love them, but it may come off very different than what we're really feeling. So it's really an art. I I have to imagine that in your community that in your hello yeah there we are I have to imagine I have to imagine that that in your community like in every community around the world you've sat with parents who are lucky enough to reflect on great success that they've had with their children. And you sit with parents who, uh, unfortunately, you know, might be suffering because their children uh, are not exactly following the same tradition and values that they would like. Uh, in both cases, I, I would assume quite often uh, uh, you you admire the way the parents have dealt with the situation. I get it when when someone is sitting in front of you and bemoaning. Uh, the path that their child has taken, and you're saying to yourself, "Well, when you ignore your kid for 20 years, what do you think is going to happen?" I, I get that, and we un- and we understand the detriment of that type of situation. But there's so many parents investing so much time, and so much love, and so much attention to their children, and they still don't get the results. What could you say to a parent in that situation? No, no, number one, we always have to make our best hishtadlut, our best effort. You know, success. Uh, is not in our hands. You know, I met once a rabbi from Israel who was here collecting uh, a tremendous amount of money. He has a, a lot of Moses in Israel, and I, and I and I asked him, "Are you are you nervous?" He says, "Listen." He says, "In this world, we are kablane hishtadlut. We're not kablane hatzlachot, which means in this world, our mission, our job, is to make the best effort. We don't have the keys to success." Success is not in our hands, but in our hands is to make the best effort, which means we have to buy a book on Chinuch, we have to read it, we have to write notes on it, we have to speak to people to get advice, we have to do our best to make the best effort that we can. At that point, we could always say to ourselves, we've done our best. What actually happens is not always in our hands, but that doesn't stop us from really going all out, because this is the most important endeavor in our life. The greatest pleasure that we will have in life is when we see our children are successful and happy and accomplishing. So we got to put every, from every angle, we got to put in that effort. What do you say to parents whose children are faithful to the tradition? 
whose values are where they should be, but whose path is somewhat different than their colleagues. They have interests that are not bad interests, but you know, interests that are just off the beaten path, let's say, of the typical interests of young Jewish men and women. How, how flexible would you say parents should be in that situation? It's a very, very difficult question because we're not talking about specific things. It's hard for me to answer that. But in general, you know, the successful parents are well-meaning parents. And the well-meaning parents means that you're completely thinking about the child and not thinking about yourself. So as long as you're thinking about the best for your child and nothing to do with you, so you're going to be successful. So sometimes things are too far, and you'll say, that's not good for my child. He should not be doing that. So then we got to step up, and we got to make sure that we do our best to stop that or to redirect them. But if we feel, you know what, this is great for my child, you know, it's not me. It's not exactly who I am, but that's what my son, my daughter needs. So that would be a well-meaning parent doing their job to raise their children in the best way for them. I'm a parent, and I have wonderful children, thank God. But as you, as you say all this, I just, I, it, it just hits me at, at how difficult a task it is. It is such a difficult task and uh, such a challenging one. Maybe that's a better word. Uh, and people need to know that going in. This is not going to be an automatic. Right. Uh, said right. that, you said, no, knowing, no, knowing that is half the battle. Knowing right. that that's when you have point. a child, you've yeah. done – that's the very easy part of the job. This, now right. it gets to, you know, real – Real work. This is it. Rabbi Mayer, you did is with us. The book is called The Power of Chinuch, Illuminating the Torah Path to Raising Great People. Go to artscroll.com. Uh, check it out. Rabbi Mayer, you did. Um, the, uh, the, the challenge that parents have, well, here's how I would put it, Rabbi, you did. Here's how I would put it. How different would this book be 20 years ago? Meaning with the and by the way, it's funny I'm asking the question this week with the with the almost complete blackout of social media that there was one day. With all the attention that that we as adults, not just children, obviously children's another issue, but we as adults you know pay to so many other things on the phone, technology, and and, and the twenty four hour cycle that seems to never end. Uh, how different would this book be uh, twenty years ago? Is the technology aspect and the uh, the proliferation of too much time ignoring one's children? Uh, something that's, you know, one of the primary problems of today? So the, the way the book is written, it really is coming out of the wisdom of the Torah and Chazal. So I don't think the book would be written any differently 20 years ago. I think the wisdom of the Torah is eternal. It doesn't change. The, the basics, the foundations of what it takes to be successful, not only in Chinuch but in anything, really has not changed from the beginning of time till today. You know, it's funny. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, it's funny because I read the book, and and, and you're 100% right, and I I hear your perspective, but as you read every paragraph as a parent, you can't stop stop thinking about all the time spent, not spent with children. Now, you may be right, 20, 30, 50 years ago was the same thing, but now you're literally spending not spending time with your kids as you're spending time with them as you're with them you're not spending time with them that's right, that's right, how crazy right. it's gotten right so to, so to address your question of them i i think i think the book today 
may be more valuable than it was 30, 40 years ago just because of the struggles that we have today in having our priorities right, in, in, in dealing with our children because things are a lot more complicated than they, than they used to be. So I think today it may be more useful than somebody was reading 40 or 50 years ago, but, but, but the information, I think, doesn't change. You know, and, and, you know, we should remember something. Baruch Hashem, I'm involved with thousands of children every yep. day. Yep. Um, you know, today the generation that we have is an interesting generation. It's, you know, we, I, I've never seen so many great kids in my life. Um, when I grew up in school here, and, and I, I never seen kids like this. Wow. We have literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids that I see every day that are just magnificent. They're awesome. You say, in a world like this, with all the challenges, and yet they're much better than they used to be. And then on the other side, there are children who are completely off, never seen that when I grew up, totally in a different path. So we're seeing a generation, you know, I call it the honest generation, maybe not, not, not always in a positive way. They're very honest. You know, if, they, if they're in it, if they understand it, if they know what, you, what, what you're teaching them, if, if they're bought in, they're going to be tough. And if they're not, and then they don't care. You know, they're just going to do their own thing. Wow, so, amazing. So this becomes so much more, you know, so much more relevant today to really be prepared for this because it's really a life or death uh, situation. And, and it's remarkable because I, I've also noticed this. When you say amazing kids, you're talking about uh, in their studies, in their chesed, in their relationship with people. In their, everything, in yeah, everything. Their age and older. Like this isn't in everything. And by the in, way, and, in, and, and in, by the way, from a yeah. chinuch, you, 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 one other point from a chinuch standpoint, from an education standpoint, from a raising children standpoint, uh, you do notice, I'm sure, like all of us, that that children gravitate to those kids who have similar values. And and that and and that te- that tends to be the chevra that they hang out with, the group of people they hang out with, and and I think that that that's your point. That that thank God that part of our community has a a large chevra that continues to grow. Absolutely, chevra is is a is a huge influence yeah. uh, uh, on on a child or on anybody for that matter. No question about but it. Really, but really, it begins with a home that channels the child to find the right influence, because anywhere you go, any yeshiva you go, any school that you go, any shul you're going to attend, there's always going to be those people that are right for you and those people that are not right for you for whatever reason. And if you don't know how to confidently choose your derech and who are the people you should be with, then you really can be stuck anywhere you go. Yeah, we as parents have to give give the kids the tools to be able to make that differentiation, to to in fact do what I just said, to gravitate toward the the, the kids with the right values. Finally, Rabbi Yedid, I cannot let you go without a Dvar Torah. I love this one. Page 190 of your book, which is entitled The Power of Chinuch, the very first Chinuch message, one of the most difficult parshiot of the Torah, according to my teenage son, is the one we just read this past Shabbat, Parshat Bereshit. And you claim that the very first Chinuch message happens in Parshat Bereshit. Could you share that with us? Which, which one are you referring to? I am referring to the boundaries that God set for the first that's, two that's human a, beings. That, that, that is so powerful. I mean, imagine, Adam Arishon is created, 
it's a pure world. He is the purest person. Everything is holy. He has a great mission to fulfill in this world, and we're waiting to see what God's going to tell him. Is he going to tell him he should be a Baal Chesed? Is he going to tell him to learn all day? Is he going to tell him how much he needs to build and to accomplish? And it's shocking. What does God tell him? Only one thing. Oh. And what's the one thing he tells him? <laughs> Don't eat from that fruit. Yep. What? That's it? <laughs> That's what I got to do? I got not to eat from the fruit? Isn't there more to accomplish? But really, think about it. And I, like we mentioned in the book, boundaries, that's the first commandment to Adam Arishon. If you want to be in Gan Eden, if you want to be in heaven on this earth or anywhere, you need to have boundaries. With boundaries, you're going to live a life of pleasure. So that's what, it, you know, at the end of the day, as parents, one of the biggest jobs that we have, the first jobs that we have, just like Hashem gave Adam Arishon, his first mission was, his boundaries, and then we could build on that. Our job as parents is to know how to make boundaries for ourselves and for our children. And with boundaries, there's so much to build. There's so much to be able to accomplish. Just amazing. So God is the ultimate parent, huh? <laughs> when we say Avinu Shabbat Shavayim, it's not as abstract as we think. That's real. It really is. Rabbi Yadid, the book is brilliant. I, I can't thank you enough for your time. Mazal Tov on the release. And just continued success. What we hear about what you're doing in the community uh, is simply remarkable. Not that not that you need my haskama, but <laughs> but it's simply remarkable and continued success in raising wonderful Jewish families. Thank you, Avnacho. It's a pleasure to be with you and all you listeners. I appreciate it. Rabbi Mayer, you did. The book is called The Power of Chinuch. It's amazing. It is a difficult topic to write about, as Rabbi did acknowledge when I mentioned that. Uh, but it's so vital and so important, illuminating the Torah path to raising great people. Go to artscroll.com. You know what we always say? Use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio. You know why? Because not only will you get a discount, you'll also get free shipping. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio. The book is called The Power of Chinuch, and you are listening to JM in the AM.